leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Real Talk Wrestling. I'm your host, Josh Kimmel. <laughs> and with me is Chris Koffler. What's up? What's going on, man? Oh, man, I'm excited. We've been uh, talking about doing this for quite some time now. I'm excited that we're finally here, finally doing it. Can we do it? Can we do the... Finally! <laughs> Koffler and Kimmel are doing the wrestling podcast! I like it. Like the energy, I love it too, man. Well, we got to bring high energy. It's a wrestling show. We're talking about wrestling and Absolutely. beating people's ass, and it's still real to me, Chris. Yeah, it is. It is. That's a long song. That is a long <laughs> song. Let me turn that down and t- yeah. get into the wrestling. So, Chris, how long have you watched wrestling? I would say it was probably back in the mid to late now, probably about the mid nineties. I would say it's when I started watching it a little bit. That's when I was first introduced to it. I think I went to probably a match sometime in the mid nineties back in like the, you know, the Hogan, Randy Savage era. I think my dad took me to a, to an event, um, got into it a little bit then, but it wasn't really until the late nineties, the whole attitude era. That's when I really, really, really got into it. So were you like a WCW guy, WC, WWF, ECW? Um, back then I was really, it was just WWF. I saw a little bit of the ECW stuff, was fascinating, which fascinated me. But the thing was, the reason why I was mostly WWF is because that's all that I could catch on TV. Um, because a lot of it came on on Monday nights and Thursday nights. And on those nights, I was always at my dad's house, and my dad na- never had cable TV. Okay, So it wasn't until um, WWE came to network television with SmackDown that I really got to follow it very closely and watch everything that was going on. Mm. Whereas with WCW, you know, I was never really able to watch it because TNT network, right? Mm-hmm. They're on TNT. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. So yeah, I couldn't really watch a whole lot of it. So you never then. really watched pay-per-views. Never got pay-per-views. Um, the only time that I got to watch pay-per-views was whenever someone would record them on a VHS tape and bring it to school, and then I would watch that. Other than that, I, I didn't really get to watch a whole lot of them um, as a kid. I did right. go back and watch a lot of them um, as an adult on oh, the WWE Network. With the network now, yeah, you can watch them. I, when, I'm edit, when I'm editing a podcast, I, I do host another podcast on this network. By the way, we're presented by the Say It Again Network, so yep. shout out to those guys. Um, I actually do turn on a classic wrestling show on the WWE Network, and it's on in the background while I'm editing. I just like it's like comfortable for me. Like I, I don't really want to watch mindless TV. I don't really want to watch like a Friends or something like that. Just put on a wrestling match, see my old friends from the '90s, mm-hmm. and we just hang out. Like that's how I feel. I have three hours. Like that's back when the good times were going. Sting and 
Luger. and all. I mean, I grew up WCW. Yeah. I felt like WWF was for the carnies, for the poor people. For the, <laughs> like, I really thought that. I'm like, I don't, yeah. I, I'm not into the redneck yeah. genre. There's a dead man on TV. Like, what? Like, there's a guy who drinks beer and he thinks he's cool. Like, I never got Stone Cold. I never got him. I never understood. Never, even to this day? I mean, I get him now. I wish okay. he was around now. But, yeah. like, back then, I'm watching Jericho. I'm watching Raven. I'm watching Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Goldberg. <laughs> oh, Goldberg. Back when he was Goldberg and not yeah, yeah. Goldberg. But, like, I'm watching Hogan, you know? And yeah. and I, I started getting into wrestling probably when Hogan was already NWO Black, when mm-hmm. he was already, when there was Red Wolf Pack and there was Black Wolf uh, NWO. And I was like, oh, Sting's my dude. Sting was my number one guy. We'll get to that later, our top guys. But, uh... Mm-hmm. Sting and then Jericho was an up and comer. I'm like, I love this guy. I love bad guys. Yep, I mean, you know that about me. I love Absolutely. bad guys. I love cry baby bad guys. Yes. They're my favorite guys. But I've, uh, I've come to appreciate them more. I will say that <laughs> yes. I didn't like them when I was younger, but now I've come to appreciate. I've them been more. a heel since day one. Oh, of course, and I anybody that knows you knows you're the top heel. <laughs> top heel, a top heel in the business, baby. That's, That's what right. I do. So yeah, I watched all the pay per views. My dad got them for us. Um, whatever, whatever we got. It was always WCW though, because I never, never. When I say never, no. never watched WWF. It was taped. It was le- not live, and they had some guy Jim Ross with a half lip talking. I didn't like that either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Good old Jr. Good old Jim. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's just I, ever since I can remember. I remember exactly. Watching Monday Night Nitro, and my dad comes in our room. Me and my brother Sam were watching it, and the Dolphins were playing on Monday Night Football. And I'm a huge Dolphins fan, as you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And my dad walks in the room and says something you can't say these days. He he's like, "What are you guys a bunch of? Yeah, watching this fake stuff. Yep. Dan Marino's playing football, and you're watching this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Dad, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Yep. Hollywood Hogan's on, buddy. Like uh, I'll watch Dan Marino when I'm older. And yep. yeah. So that's what I was doing Monday nights. My dad was making fun of us, but he still always, he never took us to live events, never took us anywhere, but we got to watch all the pay-per-views. Okay. Luckily. All, we taped them all too. Yeah. And we recreated them. Like. Of course. Always. Yeah. We busted my brother Chris's head open so many times. Yep. I've, I've busted <laughs> my brother open a few times too, I think. Yeah. Working on a few uh, finishing moves on the trampoline, some good old trampoline wrestling. But this isn't going to be a glory day podcast. We're actually going to talk about the current product. Mm-hmm. mainly the good stuff, AEW. I mean, we'll touch up on WWE once in a while. Yep. We got the Rumble coming up. I'm going to I'm gonna do this. I don't know if you can. It's like we didn't talk about this before. This is live stuff, guys. This is like live production meeting. Yep. Uh, I want to review every single pay-per-view, like talk about them afterwards. Mm-hmm. We have to because it's big news, like the Rumble, yeah. WrestleMania, all these things. Like maybe we'll skip the shitty ones like Fastlane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the B and the C paper is like, good. Maybe I'll get on the air and go, yeah, that, that sucked. Okay. All right, moving yeah. on. But no, we got to do the, the rumble. The ones that are the, the repeat pay-per-views, you know, that it's just, uh, you're going to see it three more times before it gets to the payoff pay-per-view. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to that. I might need to borrow your login, but you know, I don't <laughs> yeah, have the you, network. Can't, you cancel the network. <laughs> yeah. I canceled the network. I, it was, uh, becoming homework just to watch the, the, some of the shows there. NXT has gotten bad. Has it? It's all gotten that's, bad. That's unfortunate because I, I always thought that they, I always thought they actually looked the best as far as um, the quality of the the wrestling. They're, the only thing that was hurting them was the production value of the show. I felt like WWE always made them look very look, minor league. Vince wanted that. Yeah, he wants that. And I just like they they for the last few years they felt like a legitimate third brand, especially that Survivor Series that they had. 
what was it, a couple years ago. Yeah, but ever since they went on the USA Network, yeah. the show sucks. It all changed. It all changed. It's bad, man. It's I, bad, bad. But we'll get to that later because we're going to talk about the current state of wrestling. Absolutely. But before then, we're going to go on to our favorite wrestlers. I think top five, top eight, whatever you want to say. Like, uh, Yeah, I, I only had top five because before we, <laughs> before we talked, you, you were telling me top matches. So I didn't have as much time to put. put I mean, you only had your entire list. life to think about this. I don't know, but when you're narrowing it down, I mean, I got plenty that I like, but narrowing it down to a top five. All right, we'll do 10. we'll do top five. Do you want to bounce back, ping pong back and forth, or just name your list? Um, we can go back and forth. That's fine. All right, at five, numero five zero, Eddie Guerrero. Okay, one of the all time greatest. Uh, yep. Actually, like a lot of wrestlers die. We just had you know John Huber die. Uh, it's the only one I really cried at when it happened. Like, yeah. for real. Like, when he died, like, that meant something to me. Because I grew up watching WCW, and he was in there. Yep. You know, LWO, fighting with Rey Mysterio, doing all this, like, all this shit, you know. I remember a promo he did where he said Eric Bischoff said he wasn't good enough, all this stuff. Had coffee. He threw coffee all over himself. So that's what he did to me. Threw coffee on me, so I'm throwing coffee on myself because I'm not worth it. Okay. And then, like, a month later, he fucking quit. and went to WWF. Yep. So, like, he was underused in WCW. Flourished in yeah. WWF, oh, yeah. WWE. I remember whenever they got the call up, and I, I wasn't really familiar. I kind of knew the name of who he was, but I wasn't super familiar whenever he came up with the, the radicals. Yeah, yeah, the the invasion thing. Yeah, and um, yeah, he was he was pretty good there. I, I like what I saw. I know a lot of people. I'm I'm sure he makes a lot of people's top five and definitely top ten list. Right. All right, um, go on to your number five. So, well, I got to say, I, I just put five at random. I didn't really have, <laughs> Oh, you don't have a top five? I have a top one. Oh, okay. I don't have a top five. The, right. other, the other four are just kind of, I'll, I'll try and put them in maybe kind of a top five here. So I'll go with five. I'll go with AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Wow. Yeah. All time. All time, just because I haven't seen as much of his stuff, but what I've seen, I've gone back and watched some of his old stuff after seeing what he did in the WWE ever since he came around. I, I remember hearing all the talk that he might be joining WWE right before the Rumble. That was awesome. And, yeah, I remember hearing I'm like, man, all these people are talking about this guy. I need to go see what this guy was about. So I went back and watched. Yeah, he's one of the people that – he's the only one that made the list that is in a much shorter amount of time of, that I've had to watch him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just watching his, his skill. I like what he does in the ring. I think he's just really good. Um, oh, he's phenomenal. Yeah, of course. He's yeah. A phenomenal one. It's funny because I know you don't get this. You don't, you, we haven't hung out in a while, man. Yep. It's been I got this long hair now. My hair is pretty long. I got my buddy Danny's, his son's like, yo, you, you're just a fat AJ Styles. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, I'll take it. Some other guys call me a bootleg AJ Styles, like yeah. from multiple people, not, not just because I heard that kid. They call mm-hmm. me a bootleg AJ yeah. Styles all the time. I mean, you do, you got the long hair. Yeah. Now. It looks like some AJ Styles <laughs> stuff going on there. I mean, I take it. Hey. It's a compliment, all yep. right? All right, number four for me. This guy's current. He's still wrestling. Uh, he just actually got hurt. Came back. Huge comeback at the Rumble last year, Edge. Yep. Edge is always one of my favorites. I'll never forget the match he had with Mankind at WrestleMania, the hardcore match, where he speared this Mankind through a freaking table on fire. Yep. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget the uh, feud with The Undertaker all those years. That was awesome. And I'll never forget the re- return. The return to the Rumble was un- un- it was the best Rumble of all time. To me, yeah. it was so much fun to see Edge come back and he got hurt. But hopefully he comes back. He's going to kick Randy Orton's ass, maybe. I don't know. That feud's still going on? We think rumors that it, he's going to come back and fight. Yeah. Uh, what's his face? Uh, yeah, I mean, he should. I stopped watching wrestling for a while when Edge and Christian were like 
breaking off. And mm-hmm. I come back and I'm like, Edge is a singles wrestler? Yep. What? This is stupid. And then all of a sudden, like, he gets propelled to this rated R superstar. And I'm like, yep. I fucking love this guy. Like, yeah. there's nothing he can do wrong. I'm a little dis because I did the same thing. I kind of got away from wrestling. Um, probably 2001, 2002 ish. That's when we were chasing tail. Yep, pretty much. You know, you, you don't. Couldn't, you couldn't be watching wrestling then. You no, caught dead <laughs> watching wrestling no. back then. And and yeah, actually, it, it wasn't until a few years ago uh, when my brother he texted me one day, "Hey man, do you do you watch wrestling anymore?" I'm like, "No, I haven't watched that in years." That was probably back in 2014, 2015. So I'm like, "No, man, I haven't watched it since we were like kids." He's like. Man, you should. You should. It's it's good. It's really entertaining again. It's kind of nostalgic and watch it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. And I I didn't really watch it anymore. And then um, there was just one Monday night. You know, there was no football on. I was sitting at home alone. I was single and I had nothing to do. And I was just like <laughs> flipping through the channels. I'm like, hey, wrestling's on. And he said it was good. I kind of turned it back on. So I started watching again. But point of that story is I, I feel like I really missed out on Edge's prime you know, oh, prime so years away from... You missed the Radar Superstar? Oh, I missed all, oh, of, that. No. I missed all of that. Yep. Uh, I mean, I went back and watched some of that stuff, but I didn't get to watch it he as was it was happening. was such a great heel. Because I was surprised when I saw it. The same thing. I was like, really? Edge by himself? Like, they were just kind of... They were a pretty good tag team, but I don't see either one of them really breaking off by themselves. And then I went yeah. back and watched them. And I'm like, yeah, that was, that was a good move that they broke them off. Yep. All right, man, after you take a sip of your awesome beer, give me your top, well, your fourth guy, because you didn't guy. rank him. Because you didn't say rank him, you just said You just have five. a one, you just have a one. I just have a one. I'm going to go with Mick Foley. <laughs> Shaking your head in disapproval here. Oh my gosh. I think he just put on some of the greatest match, well, not, I don't want to say greatest match, because that, that kind of gives you the wrong impression. Some of the most memorable matches, you know, especially the Hell in a Cell with The Undertaker, you had the Rumble, the 2000 Rumble uh, as Cactus Jack against Triple H. You know, he just, the I Quit match against The Rock, like some of those hardcore yeah. matches, you know, I know it was no ECW, but that's, he would be putting on some of the best matches, some of the most memorable matches. And I don't know, I just think that paired with, uh, I don't know if you ever read the book that he put out. I didn't but, read the book. Okay, yep. I read Chris Jericho's books, but I didn't read his. Okay. Yeah, I read his, and it just, he was so goofy and so funny, and like just getting to, you know, you felt like you got to know him better. And I'm I like, just, I like this guy. Same thing with you, is I was watching WCW mm-hmm. when his prime was going on, when he yep. won the title, and they made fun of him, and the, you know, the whole story where he won the title, and Tony Schiavone is like, oh, some clown over there just won the title, you know. Yep. Dumbest move ever because yep. everyone just flipped over. <laughs> that was it. That was the end of the Monday Night Wars. Right yeah. There. So the thing is, the is like, of the end. I always saw him as a like glorified stuntman. Yeah. Instead of wrestler. But like, I got to say, like, he's great. Like, yeah. he's great. I don't know. I just don't like my style of wrestlers. And we're going to talk about this later. Like, mm-hmm. as we go, I don't really like the AEW type. I don't like the big guy. Like Keith Lee can't stand him. Yeah. I don't like the bigger. I don't like bigger guys. I like. I like the prototype. I'm Vince. <laughs> I like the prototype. And I don't know why. I don't you know like why. Big sweaty dudes. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I like, as you can see, who are my top guys so far? Um, Eddie Guerrero, Jacked, Edge, Jacked. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The next guy, he was Jacked back in the day. Still for 61, he's freaking Jacked. He just came back. Sting. Yeah. It's Sting. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Sting. I love Sting. He was one of my favorite, first favorite wrestler. He had the. I never saw him before. With the with the half paint and he was like crazy wearing the neon colors, I saw him as the crow sting. Crow sting, yeah, the better and sting. And he was, 
he was part of the NWA Wolfpack. I love the Wolfpack, you know, forever. Conan, all those guys. And I just, the baseball bat, the intimidation. Like, you didn't need to speak. He just came out there and whooped ass. Yep. And he I, always I do did. like that style. Yeah. That you don't got to say too much. Sometimes it's good to cut some good promos, but sometimes it's good well, to just don't say hardly anything. I'm definitely a promo guy, and this is the only guy on my list that mm-hmm. doesn't cut a good promo. Yeah. I, a promo has to sell me. Like, Kevin Owens, I don't like him wrestling he's a great wrestler i get it but i just don't buy his character he's like a you know he looks like us <laughs> like he couldn't he couldn't really beat up randy orton there's no way you have to be believable to me and he's he's not he's just a flabby guy but he cuts the best promos in the business yeah, right now he's really good at that i mean day one i feel like yeah so he's been really good. like when he came in and beat john cena on his first day john cena would beat the fuck out of him yeah but <laughs> his promos are good so yeah. anyway so sting number three not much to say about that he's an all-time great let's see what he does in aew because he finally did something last night or what, Wednesday night. Finally. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that one yet. I, I didn't haven't wa- watched it yet. <laughs> I saw it on the internet. But. Okay. Yeah, I've been I've been largely avoiding the internet. I'll probably watch it sometime this weekend. I was too busy watching the Lightning home opener this this week to yeah to watch the AEW. I usually don't. I'm only watching AEW for this podcast. By yeah. the way, I'm just letting you know. No, no, no. Just just let not all y'all listeners know. I'm not an AEW mark. Chris is. I'm not. I'm just more of a. I like characters, and their characters are psycho. So, don't, go on. Don't listen to him. He's give full me, of crap. Give because me we only just talked about doing this show, like for sure, for sure doing this show about a month ago. And for at least the last three months, every Wednesday at 8.05, I have a text message from Josh. Do you see what's going on here? What's this stuff? What's this crap? I, this sucks. That sucks. So, you were watching it before we started this podcast, before we really started Serious Talks. We've give been talking about it for a long time, but Serious Talks only started a month ago. Give me your third guy. We'll talk. I don't. I'm going to go number three is going to be Kurt Angle. Oh. Good technical wrestler. Yeah. Um, he's put on some very memorable matches. He's somebody that I absolutely hated when he first got there, but that's because when I was younger, I didn't like heels at all, and he was a big heel. Well, he started babyface. When he first... No, no, his first match, he was babyface. You don't know the story? He was going against Taz for his first match, right? His, his first pay-per-view match or... His first pay-per-view match was against Taz in the Rumble. The I'll, 2000 Rumble. I'll tell you this. I Maybe I might be wrong. I'm sorry to step on you, but his mm-hmm. first match I know of, he... I don't know who he was fighting, whatever, but he started babyface. He was not getting over there saying, boring, boring. Vince got on there, told the ref, turn him heel now. Heel now. Kurt Angle on his first match, I believe this is true, got his mic, told everyone to you know shut up, all this stuff, turn heel, yeah. and then right there, star. Star is born. Yep. Couldn't believe it. Yep. That's, and, that's what a lot of wrestlers need is a good heel turn. Yeah, we just saw one in real life, Roman. Yep. But Kurt Angle went to TNA, kicked ass, came back to WWE, came kicked ass, everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere he goes. Everywhere he goes. He's put on some really, really good matches, and I, I grew to appreciate him more uh, as I grew up. After, you know, going back and watching some of the old matches. And I'm like, this guy's really good. He's good on the mic. He's He can be like a, a heel, a big-time heel. He can also be goofy whenever he had that whole thing. You probably didn't see it because you weren't watching WWE. But whenever he was with um, Stone Cold doing all his goofy skits oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so yeah. He, he had a lot of range with what he was doing. Oh, he has a ton of He's like the best wrestler that can also put, put on a great promo that can also change. Yep. Heal or face. A lot of people can't do that. Yeah, he's one of them that can do it. Um, the dude, my second favorite wrestler of all time, second, might be the no, no number one heel of all time. Maybe. Of all time. 
Okay. Um, I just saw his picture at the bar I went to today. Uh, I went to Angry Chair, got some beer. Uh, All right. Yeah, you should know who he is by now then. I haven't been to Angry Chair in forever. The Nature Boy. Uh, Rick Flair, man. Come of on, course. you can't. How is he not on your list? If he's not on your list, I don't know if I could do this show. He's the dirtiest player in the game. Yep. The greatest of all time. Has the most world championships. His daughter's kicking ass right now. He's actually still relevant on TV. Still in storylines. Is he? Is he yeah. back in the storyline again? Yeah. He's Is making, he still a creepy guy in the storyline? Yeah, he's making out with Lacey Evans. That's weird. <laughs> it's so weird. He just he's turned like, on. He's like the new Vince, right? He just <laughs> turned on Charlotte. Just yeah. co- cost her a match. He's just the greatest of all time. From I saw. Yeah, I don't doubt that, that he's. Re- I, I just. Well, he's not. Honestly, he's not number one on my list because there's someone better, and I think you already know who it is. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. But um, Ric Flair, WCW, obviously when I started, the Four Horsemen. Mm-hmm. Then he went to WWE, Evolution, mentored guys like Triple H, Randy Orton, Batista. That whole thing was awesome. Everything he does. Even yeah. he's probably in my second favorite match of all time with Sean. Sean you Michaels, know? yeah. So Ric Flair, n- yeah. enough said. Yep. No, and again, I think that leads a little bit back to – I'll tell you right now, spoiler, he's not on my list, but that's just because not getting to watch him growing up, you know, so there yeah. isn't that nostalgic feel with him. Like, I, I acknowledge that he's one of the all-time greats for sure, but I just didn't get to watch him growing up. So that's, that's <laughs> why he didn't really make the list, you know, and there's, I don't know, there's not enough there to, I didn't get to see him in his prime. All right, so let's go to your number two. My number two, and I know you'll approve of my number two for sure. You're, this is going to be your, you know, the one... That you approve of. Are you stepping on my number one? I might be. (laughs) I think I am. Of course, it's the man, Y2J, Chris Jericho. Um, Just because I think he's been one of the best, probably the best, at every time he's needed to, he can recreate himself. He is probably the easiest one to go back and forth between a a heel Heel and a face turn. He creates every time he gets a new character. He gets it over. He gets all these catchphrases over. Um, I mean, and then he puts on some pretty good matches. Maybe not as good these days, you know, with his advanced age. <laughs> it is. Uh, I mean, but I mean, look how the, long he's been in the business. 30 too. years. 30 years. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's been doing it for a long time. And Everywhere, just, too. Yeah. Everywhere. Yep. He's he been it. all over, all yeah. different promotions. I think he's always really good in the in the ring with guys. You know, you see stuff coming out or someone gets hurt. He's just so smart. He knows, yes. He knows what to do. He yes. knows the ring psychology. He knows how to get yep. someone over. He knows when someone's actually really hurt. He knows when to end the match. Yep. Like he just knows. Every, if you listen to his podcast, which I do, and he explains matches the way he explains them, it's just like, why don't other people think that? Like, yeah. I, I just don't he's, understand. He's on his own level with that stuff. Yeah. So let's go into my number one. Um, yeah, it's Chris Jericho. Yep. The best of all time. I've yep. watched him since I get I got to see him grow from WCW yep. when nobody knew who he was. I was a Jerichoholic from day one. And I never looked back. Everything. Jerichoholic. You know, you made the list. He's the best in the world of what I do. Anything he does is over. Now he has people singing his theme yes. song. And that's it. That's over. That's his thing. He yes. always has a gimmick. The Rock has his one gimmick. You know, Stone Cold has his one gimmick. Chris Jericho has, I can say, Chris, I'm the best in the world at what I do. You know. I could say, you just made the list. You know. I could say, uh, stupid idiot. Yep. (laughs) You know. You know. That's what I said. He's put so many different Just something as stupid idiot. You're a stupid idiot. Like, I looked up a lot of clips today, actually, because I was loading up the board. I was going to put stupid idiot on there. (laughs) And I still might. 
But like, it's just, and I talk to people that don't watch wrestling anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, he's like the best of all time. And they're like, no, dude, like the rocks don't call. I'm like, yeah, they did it for like, what, eight years? Yeah. Like Jericho's been the best for 30 years. Yeah. He's the first ever, under, like, let's put it this way. He beat the rock and stone cold on one night. Now I know it's a work. Hold on. I know it's fake. Yeah. I get it. But Vince had that much faith in to yes, put him absolutely. over the rock and stone cold the same night mm-hmm. in a pay-per-view to be the undisputed champion. Yeah. Like his, his if, two biggest characters at the time, his two biggest people. Yes. And he's bringing this guy in to put him over. Absolutely. No, I definitely get that element of, yeah, it's a work. Yeah. It's scripted to a sense, but it means something that that means they have trust in you to move the product along and, and keep bringing it up. And if they're going to put you over to the biggest people that they had, especially coming out of the attitude era. And what does it say when AEW signs them and puts them as the first champ, yeah. you know, to oh, put prestige to that title right away. Yeah. Because you know, it's, yeah, they know that he can, he can carry the title. He can bring some viewers. He in, did. He can, Le yeah. champion. Like he, like La champion. I can't yeah. say it right. You know, I'm not, I'm not Chris Jericho. Yeah. I wish I was. <laughs> He lost the title at a Longhorn. Who else does that? Yep. <laughs> that was a crazy story. All right, give me number one. All right. This one is my now, – now this list is our favorites, right? Not the greatest. Yeah, this our, is favorites. our favorites. So Because you already put a little knock on him already, but I'm going to go ahead and say it's The Rock. The Rock has always been my favorite. He is the one that really, really got me into wrestling. So that's why he is number one on my list. Um, I always just like the energy that he brought to the matches – even if it was a little goofy sometimes with his overselling just a little bit. Like, I just like... No, the overselling was fun. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, some people will, will put that as a knock on him that, oh, man, he just flops around like a fish. I'm like, no, I, I enjoy it. Like, I feel like he did it. It's that little bit of theater that comes along with wrestling. Like, he did it just right, you know, s- selling the Stone Cold stunners. It was always funny to hear about later that Stone Cold said he'd get him some beer if he really sold his stunners. So <laughs> yeah. he would go all over the ring for it. And just, you know, anything he does, whenever he goes to punch somebody, he puts a lot of energy behind it. When he goes to kick someone on the ground, he doesn't just kick them. Like, it's the detail. Like, yeah. It's, it's, the de- it's the attention to detail he does when he, when he does this combo with the punch, 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 spit in his hand. Yep. You know, like it's everything he does is well detailed. Like yep. the way he takes off his elbow pad, mm-hmm. he does the people's elbow. The way he, he just, he was high energy all the time. And I really like that, you know, yeah. especially when I was younger, I love the high energy stuff. Um, it always would get me real excited. I didn't throw shade at the rock. I just said, you were saying with your Jericho thing, you said, oh, there's these guys that get one phrase and that's it. Well, they do. Yeah. I mean, he you're does. not wrong though. It's... Yeah. Like the rock never reinvented himself. He no. was always just the rock. Yeah, exactly. And same thing with like stone cold and all these guys, yeah. like they're just one gimmick and that's what they live off of. Mm-hmm. You know, Taker tried. I'm surprised none of us had Taker. Yeah. Um, he was always good, but never, I don't know, he was just never my favorite. And again, yeah. maybe that's because of I liked some of these more high-energy guys, and Undertaker was the opposite. He was very right slow. Slow methodical. Yeah. All right, man, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to uh, preview, or no, no, not preview. We're going to review Sports Illustrated Top 10 Wrestlers after this. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House Cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Does your health routine for the new year include eye care? 
Well, now that you can use your renewed vision benefits, it's easy to add it to the routine. Visit PearlVision.com and schedule exams for the whole family. They work with all major vision plans, including iMed, and they'll cover your cost of insurance copay or eye exam. Valid prescription required. Valid at participating locations. Restrictions apply. Taxes extra. See store for details. Ends 331-2023. Exams available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to Pearl Vision. Some doctors employed by Pearl Vision. And we're back, and we're going to break down the top 10 wrestlers of 2020 according to Sports Illustrated. Now, uh, Chris, what pops off right off the top? Right off the top, what's going on with this list? Honestly, one of the things that surprises me that... One of the people that made this list, I was surprised that Eddie Kingston slipped in there at number 10. Um, I mean, I think he's he's really good on the mic. But in the ring, I think he's he's all right, but he's not he's not like a headliner or somebody that you're really, you know. No, he looks like a scrub in basketball shorts, and he's yeah, a really good talker. His attire is always very strange. <laughs> it doesn't match his character at all. No, I don't like Eddie Kingston. I mean, I love him, but I don't like the way he wrestles. I don't like his... Tired. He should just be a talker. Yeah. So it's weirdly weird. So let's run down a list real quick. Ten, Eddie Kingston. Nine, Roman Reigns. Nine, Kota Ibushi. Ibushi. Sorry for you wrestling fans. Hardcore New Japan. I don't watch New Japan. Yep. Um, seven, Iro Shirai. Iro Shirai. If you listen to the fantasy podcast I host, you know I'm not good with names. That's fine because I would be, I would be butchering these too. Uh, Bailey, six. Kenny Omega, five. Four is Nato. Nato. I've heard of Nato. Mm-hmm. New Japan World Wrestling, whatever. Three, Drew McIntyre. Two, John Moxley. And one, my girl, Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. Numero uno. Um, the thing that jumps out to me is, where is MJF? Yes. Where is MJF? Yeah, yeah how is he not on this First off, somewhere? he's a better talker than Eddie Kingston, and he's a way better wrestler than Eddie Kingston. Yep. I'm not trying to dog Eddie Kingston. I'm glad he made the list. At least they appreciated him. I don't him. know that he's top ten now, you know. Yeah, I don't think so either. I um, thought there was plenty of others that could go in over him. But there's guys that are on this list, like Roman, who has took half the year off anyway. He's yeah. still on this list. He took the entire summer off. He took all COVID off. Came oh, back okay. as a badass uh, heel, and he won the championship. Long overdue. Right. Um, Bailey, she carried WWE during COVID. Bailey and Sasha. They were the show. Yeah. They Without Bailey and Sasha, WWE would have failed. And that's why people are upset. Are you trying to tell me it's been succeeding? Because I have something <laughs> to say about that, but I guess we'll talk about that later. It would have 100% it been way worse. They were on both shows. They were tag team champions. Yep. One was a uh, Raw champion. One was SmackDown champion. They literally held all the gold. Mm-hmm. Sasha actually held the SmackDown, Raw, and the women's championships, or the tag team championships this year, or okay. 2020. Nice. She deserves to be number one. Yeah. People oh, yeah. are saying she's number one because she's in the Mandalorian. She's Snoop Dogg's no, cousin. No. And it's Sports Illustrated. No. No, she's really good. I remember when I was watching WWE regular, regularly, um, I, I always appreciated what she was doing. I thought she was really good. Sasha's one of my favorite acts today. If you, I think we did this. If you go back all of our texts, um, I think I named her like my third favorite wrestler right now, mm-hmm. like today's world. Not because she's super hot. Not because she's like amazing. Looking because she's great. <laughs> she's great, man. She's the best. Like, yeah, she could put anyone. Very good. Her match with Ronda was amazing. I'm sure you didn't watch it, but her match with Ronda Rousey was her. Be- was Ronda Rousey's best match? Was it? Yeah, by I, far. I remember whenever she had that rivalry going with uh, Charlotte, and they were going back and forth. Yeah, and they finally got a chance to headline a pay per view. So, I mean, 
She's yeah, she's absolutely really good. The fact that John Moxley's number two, an AEW champion, well, former champion now, over Drew McIntyre WWE from Sports Illustrated, like this isn't some pro wrestling bullcrap website out there like your uh Sportskedia or whatever they are. This is Sports Illustrated. Yep. And they're saying John Moxley champion was better than your Drew McIntyre champion. Yep. And they're saying Kenny Omega is better than Roman Reigns. <laughs> I don't <Sounds> about right. <laughs> no, hold on. You don't. I know you don't watch SmackDown anymore, but Roman's doing a great job. And I've heard that. I heard that he finally got his long overdue heel turn. And because I do listen to, or I, I'll follow a couple pages on Facebook, so a couple wrestling pages, and I also watch some of the um, like the What Culture videos and stuff. And I generally agree with a lot of the things that they post and their, you know, their views on some things. And they all said that too, that he is doing really, really good. And I was just thinking to myself, man, just too little, too late. Like for me personally, like I was waiting for him to do that for so long. I'm like, he's got the potential there. Yeah. I feel bad because I keep trying to ram him down our throats. And if they would just do this heel turn. Well, he was heel before. He came in as a heel. He was super over. Yeah. Super over. Remember yep. that Royal Rumble? We Everyone wanted him to win. He yeah. didn't win it. Like he eliminated like eleven people. It was crazy. Yep. And then just him as a face was just like I don't know. It just it doesn't yeah. work. Um, the Kenny Omega thing at five. I think the first half of this year, twenty twenty, he was horrible. He was in a tag team with Adam Page. He was drinking milk. You know, he doesn't drink beer. Whatever. Like he was just he was. Well, just, I think that's a real thing for him. I think. I know it is, but it's like if you're gonna be. If you're going to be a badass, if you're going to be like Kenny Omega is now, like that was just the weakest character ever. Then when he won the title and he turned, mm-hmm. finally turned heel. Yep. Dude, that heel turn was the longest heel turn of all time. Three months it took. Yeah. We all knew it was t- coming. Yeah. Now there's a difference between long story, like long storytelling and short term, right? There's a difference. Yep. This was beyond long. This was, okay, we all know he's heel. He's acting heel, but he didn't officially turn heel. They were they were hinting at it. They were kind of taking their time. They did the same thing, if you think about it. Well, maybe you didn't get to see it, but they did the same thing with uh, Hangman Adam Page. For the longest time, they kept hinting. He's still in that mode. Dark Order, not Dark Order, blah, blah. Like He's, it's, he's kind of a lost character. I you think, know, like as far as that, that is his character, though, is he's lost. He doesn't well, know which to I go. I think with AEW so, is they're doing that with characters for too long. You don't know. Like, what are they going to do? Like, this whole MJF thing with the inner circle, like, is he with them? Is he trying to break them up? Dude, it's too long. Figure it out. Do it. Execute it. You want those instant No, not instant. I just don't want months and months. Like, someone's got to break away. Mm -hmm. It's been too long. It's been too long. They're they're building some stories. That's what they do. They build build a little bit. The story's there. Sammy versus MJF. It's there. Now, but here's the thing, too, that you got to think about. They can't maybe turn these stories around as quick because they don't have as many pay-per-views, which is where you normally get your payoffs. What do they have? Four or five a year? Four. Yeah. Yeah. As as WWE should. Yes. Like six. Like, you don't need one every other freaking three weeks. Yes. Because you have no time. It's like you go into a pay-per-view. And the first show after is you re, you kind of redo the pay per view. It's like you recap, you yes. redo. Like, oh yeah, they're gonna have a rematch here. Like, why? Why? <laughs> that what? guy lost. He lost clean. <laughs> yes, he should not get a rematch. All right, let's go away from this list. Um, we're done with it. We talked about it. Sasha number one. Good for unless you got something else. We I really want to get us into our favorite matches of all time. Okay, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and jump over to that because I got a couple. I only have two on my list. That's it. I can only think of two, man. Like, there's only two that are your favorite of all time. Well, the favorite of all time is the favorite of all time, but yeah. there's so many like matches that are, you, I could bring up. 
we'd be here all night. I've watched wrestling all my life, you yep. know. So give me like a couple of years. All right, let me pick out a couple because I'm gonna. I will go the TLC match at WrestleMania seven, seventeen. With uh, Edge, Edge, Jeff. Christian, yeah, those guys, yeah, the famous spear off the top yep. rope. That was just such an iconic moment in wrestling. That whole match, and then specifically that moment, the Dudleys. Dudleys don't get a lot of credit in that match, but yep. if I, I watched it recently. They mm-hmm. they do so much stuff. Yep, so much. Yeah, that was an insane match. I think the uh, Edge and Christian one. Yes. Yes, I think so. Yes. Yeah, they yeah, were they do. dominant. Because I was disappointed dominant. because. Back then, of those three teams, that was the only one I didn't like. <laughs> really? Yeah. I love the Dudleys, and I love the Hardys. Gosh. Do you remember um, a redneck group called, like, the – there were tag team champions. They were, like, a redneck group. God, I can't remember their name. But they were fighting Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy and the Hardy Boys. And uh, this is back – this is before, you know, FTR, before the those guys. Lan- Murdoch, Lance Murdoch and some other guy. Murdoch and someone else. Anyway. I'll look it up later. Murdoch and some other dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm at Raw uh, in Tampa. I got, like, good seats. It's really quiet. And I'm like, the Hardy Boys fucking suck. And they were the champs, and they're going nuts. And I'm like, I'm younger, so, like, I don't do this now. But I'm like, yeah. Hardy Boys are for children, you stupid idiots. And I'm just yelling. And there's <laughs> kids around me crying. And I'm like, oh, my God. At that point, I'm like, you know, whatever. And then they lost the titles that night to <laughs> these guys. And I'm like, go home, you stupid kids. Yeah. Go home. Fuck the Hardy Boys. I never <laughs> I never liked them. You never liked them? No. I, I liked all their acrobatic stuff that they did. I was into it. Again, it was that high energy stuff. It was fun to watch. No, yeah. I, it wasn't, you know, the greatest wrestling in the world. But it was just something. It was a little change of pace in the show. You know, that's kind of what I liked about yeah. it. But that match being such an iconic match and that moment being such an iconic moment. Um, that one definitely makes my list. All right, so on my list, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. We already Classic. know. We already yeah. know. I was there live in person, saw it live in person. Were you? Oh yeah. Uh, I went to two two WrestleManias in my life. Those were that was one of them, and mm-hmm. then I went back to back WrestleManias. One in Detroit, and one in Orlando. Remember okay. it was back to back, and it was awesome. I'll never forget it. Love Ric Flair, but he kind of tainted it by wrestling again in TNA. Yes. Yeah, tainted it a lot. bit. Well, Sean tainted his by wrestling again, too. So remember when he lost to Taker, then he wrestled at Crown Jewel. I just pretend not to acknowledge anything that they did after that point as far as in-ring stuff. It was just so beautiful. You know, the Rick, I love you. Rick telling him, hey, man, this is my last match. Hit me hard. Yes. Like, hit me. Don't just fake this Sweet Chin music. I love the Sweet Chin music, by the way. If We we need to do a top finishers eventually. Like, I figure we could do, like, uh, tournament style, like, on social media, like, Favorite finishers, you know, we have our people vote. Sweet Chin Music, number one. Number one? Yeah, dude, it's the I best. It's the best. Well, now that, one. yeah, because your stupid AEW idiots do it, like, nonstop. Super kick party. Back in the day, Shawn Michaels tuned up the band. It was over. Yeah. I will say for that match, though, um, whenever I introduced my girlfriend into wrestling a few years ago, that match was on the list of stuff that I said we had to sit down and watch. I said, if you're going to, I need to, yeah. I need to give you a quick history lesson here. We have a few <laughs> matches that we need to watch and that one's on the list. Yeah. My wife doesn't really get into wrestling. No, she says it's stupid. She'll go like, uh, who's that guy? You know? Cause I'm sitting no. there like, if you look on my Instagram, which is sad. If you look on my Instagram, go to my search thing, yeah. you'll see nothing but Sasha Banks pictures. Yep. I'm not kidding. Like it's just not my, like I'm not like a fake Sasha. I'm not saved them. 
I'm not saved them. Yeah. But like, if you just go to Instagram, mm-hmm. right? I'm doing it right now. Yep. You hit search. So look, I just literally went to search. What do you see? Yeah, it's just straight up <laughs> Sasha Banks. It's nothing but Sasha. One, one football thing. <laughs> and then More like, Sasha Banks. It's just all Sasha. I yeah. don't know what it is. Yep. My phone must hear me because I always go to my wife and I'm like, oh, like if Sasha Banks was around, she lives in Orlando. You know, yeah. we might meet up. I don't know. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> just say it. Like, no, I actually, uh, whenever I got my girlfriend involved in, in watching wrestling, when she first moved over here, she used to live on the East Coast. When she first moved over, she didn't watch it. She thought it was hokey and goofy. And and um, so at first I didn't really watch it around her too much because I'm like, yeah, I want to hang out with her. And then there was, you know, we got kind of that comfort stage where we didn't have to be hanging out, hanging out all the time. And so occasionally if I missed a Raw or a SmackDown or something, I would turn on What Culture and Mm-hmm. At first, I would see she'd be on her phone for a minute, and then she'd look up for a minute, and then she'd be right back on her phone doing Facebook and Instagram. And and then, like, each time I would notice she would be watching the TV more and looking at her phone less. And then I, I knew that they were having a just a little small indie show down in Ybor at the Orpheum. <laughs> buddy of mine had told me about how he goes to those shows all uh-huh. the time. He says they're actually really good, pretty entertaining. You know, it's just like five bucks to go. And... um me and her, we would always go out to Ebor, and I said, "So I said, hey, I got a, a weird idea to spin by you. I said, before we go bar hopping in Ebor, can we make a stop here? They're going to do a wrestling show. We'll just watch it for a few minutes, and if you don't like it, we can leave. Mm-hmm. She's like, ah, yeah, okay, whatever. Whatever, you know, we'll go. We'll watch it. We got there, and then she was, like, starstruck. She was just the whole time just, like, watching it, and she was just obsessed with it. Right. And she she was didn't stop watching the whole time. I had to go get her new drinks each time. After the end of the show, she went and got some autographs and everything. She's like, I'm all in on this. Like, I love this. And then that's whenever she started Oh, that's watching. cool. So, so that's her favorite match. Her first match she ever watched. That was her first, you know, her first live match there. Um, and it's cool to see some of the people that we used to go watch whenever. I don't know. They probably don't do that anymore with the whole COVID stuff going on. I don't think they do those little local shows anymore no. and haven't. But it was cool to see some of the people that were in that promotion, some of the promotions that we would go watch to see them starting to make their way into the WWE system, make their way into the AEW system. Right. So it was kind of fun because she'll recognize them before I will. Like one of them is uh, Big Swole in AEW. She needs to get more training. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's still pretty green, but it was pretty cool to see like, oh, she looked pretty good, right, pretty entertaining. Cool. And then next thing I know, like, oh, shoot, I, yeah. I know her. I saw her come out. The benefit know, of living in Tampa is yep. we see them all like – I talk to wrestling guys all the time. I'm like, yeah, dude, I used to train with Drew McIntyre. Not train with him. Yeah. But like every day at Fitness for 10, not, yeah, Fitness for 10 on Causeway. Yes. He'd be there when I was there. there. Every single day, though, Mason Ryan and Drew McIntyre were there mm-hmm. and just working out. And like that was our schedule. And Drew was cool. And it's like, I, yeah, he spotted me once or two, but like yeah. we didn't really work out together. But people don't get it. Like in Tampa, you see them all the yes. time. Yep. Absolutely. Like, every day. And it's like, whatever, whatever, we're kind of a big deal. Yep. I mean, I don't know. Kind of like, a big wrestling up here. <laughs> Give me a, another uh, another top match. I'm going to go Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon at King of the Ring. That iconic match that they had. And it was more so about Kurt Angle, him being one of my of favorites. Because I know Shane McMahon is the glorified stuntman of wrestling. But that match was just so good. Everything that went on, all the, the spots that they had to find out the injuries that Kurt Angle had and that Shane had and the fact that they just fought through those Mm -hmm. and kept going and everything that that match was. And you find out that Vince was going crazy behind the scenes and almost 
cut the match off and just everything that that match became. Um, that was another one on the list that whenever I got my girlfriend into wrestling, I said, this is one you have to know to know a little bit of the history. You have right. to watch this match. You have to. Yeah. So my favorite match of all time, I just want to get into it cause we're running a little late. We got to mm-hmm. get through this. Um, I think this is the most like people, people might dog me for this. I don't know. But I think if you have, if you get into wrestling, you have to watch this, but you have to watch the story before you have mm-hmm. to know everything. You can't just know the promo package they put ahead of time. Like, you know how in pay-per-views they put the promo package and how we got here? Mm-hmm. You need to watch the whole thing. CM Punk, John Cena, Money in the Bank. CM Punk was leaving. He wasn't re-signing. Yep. You find out in real life he didn't sign until that, like, literally the last second. No idea what was going to happen. He did the pipe bomb where he hates John Cena and he hates wrestling, hates WWE. The pipe bomb was just fucking crazy to me. He was on Jim. He was on Jim Rome. Like, people thought this was real. Yeah. Like, I say this because when I was a kid, yeah, wrestling was kind of real to me. But this whole CM Punk, John Cena, money in the make match, I knew it was a work. I knew everything was a work. Mm-hmm. But when Cena, when CM Punk got on that stage, sat down, said what he said, I'm like, holy fuck. And they're cutting his mic off. I'm like, they're cutting his fucking mic off. And he got another mic. They're cutting that one off too? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, then huge they, moment in wrestling. And then they, sure. then they wrestle at... Um, money in the make. I'm like, oh yeah, and I I read the dirt sheets. I know CM Punk hasn't signed, so I'm like, oh, John Cena's going over. John's going over. He has mm-hmm. to win this, and Punk wins. Yep, and he escapes with the title, and we don't see him for weeks. Yep, and then you see he's at Comic Cons, like uh, on the like on the social media. He's at Comic Con getting the belt signed. Like he's not signed. Apparently, we didn't know that, but we think he's not signed. He's getting the shit signed or uh, doing signings with the belt, like. Wait, he just stole their belt. Like that's what, just walked out I'm, with it. I, I'm in a grown adult man going like, wait, man, he didn't sign. Like, huh? Then he shows up, title for title. Like, I don't know. That was one of my favorite matches because I didn't know. Yeah. Everything we watch now, I kind of know what's gonna happen. Yeah. I kind of know who's over. I just get. We just got smart. We're smart marks, you yeah. know. And uh, we know who's gonna win matches. And that match was the last match I can tell you where I'm like, I don't know who's gonna win. Yeah. Well, no, I thought John was gonna win. Like yeah. other other than the Taker Brock Lesnar match, that's the only one I didn't like. I didn't know fucking clue that was going on. Nobody knew. <laughs> I knew. Uh, I had a story for that one, but I knew that I knew Taker lost before it happened. Yeah, because we fucking paused it, and then my brother's girlfriend's on the stupid internet going, "We're like, oh yeah, that guy's going to win. Like, we can go pee. Whatever. We at yeah. that time Taker's matches were kind of boring. Yep. So we're like, oh that guy won. Let's go cook some burgers. Let's whatever we were going to do. She's like, no, he lost. Was we had a pause? Nope. No, he doesn't lose at WrestleMania. Yeah, She's like, no, 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 that guy lost. What are you talking? She's like, look, it's right here. I'm like, I'm like what? You got robbed of that moment. <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't believe her. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's, that's a work. So we watched the whole match. I'm like, I had the, the same look as everyone else did. Still. That one guy in the front row. Yeah. Just, what the hell just <laughs> happened there? Uh, that's my, anyway, that's my favorite match. John Cena, CM Punk, Money in the Bank. The best. Yeah. I might want, I might watch it tonight while I'm editing this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I got a few more cause I thought we were going at least five here. So I actually had six cause I had an honorable mention, but I know this next one, you're absolutely going to hate this one, but because of all the storytelling that was there, I thought it was really good. This is AEW, but I really enjoyed the hangman, Adam page, Kenny Omega versus the young bucks tag match. I, I don't think I saw was, it. Just and that's one of those ones where I felt like you needed to watch all the storytelling going up to that, and I just was watching the match, and I'm like, it was good. 
It tied into the story they had been telling, their storytelling going on in the match, which you don't always get. Sometimes it's just a match, but sometimes you get that storytelling within the match. And they had that there. And I was just like, this felt like a very complete match to me. Right. And it was really good. I, I didn't see And the not match. even just for the high spots or anything like that. That added to it. But it just, it felt complete. It felt like a complete match with a story, story within the match, a bunch of good moves. You know, there was, of course, in today's wrestling, a lot of false finishes. Um, it just, I really enjoyed that match. I thought it was really, really good. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Go ahead and bring up your other matches. I don't want you, you. You do the research. Bring them up real quick. Yep. So I'll make these other. This one was probably my favorite one, but was uh, the Rock and Stone Cold at WrestleMania 17 as well. Is that, that the third one? That was that was the one that was just going back and forth with all the finishers. Okay. Um, again, just a lot of energy in that match. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was good. It was a. Classic oh, I got another one. one. I I don't want you to think I didn't think about this because I thought about my favorite matches. It's just hard for me to boil. I've seen. How many matches have I seen? Thousands. This is a one of my... Oh, I'm surprised that Shawn Michaels wasn't on my list, but he's not. Shawn Michaels, Jericho, mm-hmm. um, WrestleMania, Seattle, 16, I want to say. The Seattle one. Okay. I think that was 16. That was a great match where Jericho, the whole story was Jericho was... Shawn Michaels was his idol growing up, and he loved him, and of course Jericho turned heel and yep. beat the shit out of him. And at the very end of the match, Shawn won. Shawn won clean. And Jericho hugged him like I love you, man. This is my favorite. Boom, low blow, low blow at the end. Got him. Jericho got over at the end. That was one of my favorite matches. That we need to like. I just wish there. I wish on the network, the WWE network, you can go Q Q. Like you just put all your matches like in a Q. You can just watch them all. Hey Vince, if you're listening, make that happen where you can just put your favorite matches in a Q. You jackass. Go ahead. (laughs) All right, and then I got two others here. Um, and they kind of are similar. And these are two that are probably not going to be on anyone else's top matches of all time. And I'll explain why they're both there. They're kind of both there for similar reasons. But it was The Rock versus Triple H on the opening episode of SmackDown. And it just, for me, that match, that's what I think really, really solidified me being drawn in to watching because it was, I, I knew who the rock was again from watching pay-per-views and occasionally going over like Davy's house and watching raw every now and then. But so I knew he was my favorite person and it was like the suspense of that match. It was triple H the rock special guest referee, Shawn Michaels, who at the time was having issues with triple H. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like triple H was had his back up against the wall. It was an unfair fight for him. And I just remember the suspense going so close. I'm like, of course the rock's definitely going to win at the opening of SmackDown. SmackDown. This is his show. Yeah. And he's going to win this. And he got so close so many times. And then right at the last second, whenever he does his rock bottom, getting ready to do his people's elbow, getting ready to drop the elbow. And then out of nowhere, your boy, Shawn Michaels with, that fucking sweet chin music <laughs> laid him out. And then he got, you know, he got pinned. And then that began the, the whole pursuit of the belt, you know, the, the face pursuing the heel going after him. And yeah. I was just like, it had me hooked because I'm like, 
well, he didn't win. He's got to get another shot. I got to keep watching to see him win the belt. You right. Know, the, the whole pursuit. And that's what hooked me, that match. So that match always stands out in my mind as, as a favorite to me, a personal favorite. Not an all-time great, but a personal favorite for that reason because it's really probably more than any other match, the one that drew me into watching. It's what hooked you, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then in similar fashion, I'm going to say Chris Jericho for Hangman Adam Page for the AEW title just because that match – and the opportunity to see live in person the first ever champion of this new promotion, which I hoping and thinking yeah, you went to the first. Around. I went there, and that's what got me Chicago, to go right? to Chicago, a place I had always wanted to go, and that's what pushed me into going was to go see that match. And now I can always say that I was there live in person and watched as the first ever champion of this promotion, which I hope is around for years and years and decades. I got to watch the first champion, and it was Y2J, one of my all-time favorites. Yep, yep. So that match for me has some personal meaning to it, why it's on my favorites list. So lucky. Yeah. I wish I would have went. Yeah, I was that trying was to round good. up some people to go. I, I think I might have, I think I texted you to go. I texted uh, a couple other friends to go and couldn't get anyone else to go, and we're like, screw it, we're going. We're making yeah. this happen. Um, we, Me and her were between two different vacations, and I, I sold her on this one instead. And I was oh, like, yeah. That's, Let's do this one. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That was a good choice. All right, so we wrap that up. Let's get into the last segment of the show. The uh, the current statement of wrestling, like the whole the whole not statement, the whole. Uh, yeah, I'm drunk right now. Current status. Yeah, APA, the IPA hard. Um, the current status of wrestling, like you don't watch WWE, you watch for AEW a for reasons. I get it. I understand. Um, I watch. I'll tell you what. I have kids, mm-hmm. right? I got a eight year, a nine year old daughter, eleven year old daughter, and a two year old son. Yep. Um, the eleven year old daughter, she's doesn't care, does not care. The nine year old, she is hardcore into it. She want like not hardcore into it, but when it's on, she still thinks it's real. She's like, she's like, so I know it's fake, but like they really hit each other, right? They just don't. They just know who's gonna win, but they really hit each other, right? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. She's like. He just hit him with a chair. Like, that had to hurt. I'm like, yeah, 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 that hurt. Like, I'm trying to get her, like, into it. Yeah. And my son, he's just two. He doesn't care. But yeah, he doesn't know that. But he'll, Not yet. he'll say, he, now he's jumping off the top rope. Like, he yeah. gets on the couch <laughs> and just jumps on me. So, like, they, I have an excuse to watch wrestling on Monday nights or whatever. Whenever, yeah, I just put it on while I'm doing the dishes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I don't watch Raw Hardcore. Yeah. Um, AEW, I tape it on DVR. I don't tape Raw. That's the sad thing. I don't even tape Raw. Yep. I mean, I'm going to start watching it more than we're doing the podcast, yep. but I'm going to have to start taping. God, it sucks. Raw sucks. It's, it's just such a bad product. Raw's it's, bad. It's, Let's start with Raw. Let's, okay. You don't watch Raw. Raw so you don't slash know. SmackDown because to me it's all the same. It's maybe, not the same. Maybe it's different to you, but when I stopped watching, it was all the same. Raw, it's not the same anymore. Raw is just run by morons. They have no logic. Nothing makes sense. They just do Keith Lee's a heel fake. I don't understand what's going on with Raw, how their logic works, how they fucking do this, yeah. how they have Goldberg come back of all people yeah. and challenge Drew McIntyre. I see in the title picture. Raw is has the lowest ratings of all time, and, and their solution is Goldberg. It's always bring back the legends. But Goldberg sucks. Yeah, he's Yeah, he's way... Like, his first comeback that he did a few years ago was decent. It was decent. Some nice nostalgia feel to it. He was okay then, and then he did his second one, his second comeback, and that one was horrible. 
botched a lot of moves, just didn't have the energy. And now I'm like, he's back again? He just killed, almost killed The Undertaker. Yes. He almost literally killed The Undertaker. Yes. What was that, in the Saudi Arabia Yes, match? that yeah. was so bad. He almost killed Bray Wyatt. Yeah. He couldn't pick that dude up. Yeah. He, he tried to jackhammer. It was the worst jackhammer of all time. Yeah, he needs to just stop. So how's he going to jackhammer it's, Drew McIntyre? Just ruining the image, you know, this this tough guy image that we had of him whenever <laughs> we were growing up. Like, it's killing it now. Like, just stop, please. Oh, but now with, with Raw, it's just to me, Raw and SmackDown, just the WWE product these days, it just feels a little too overproduced, too robotic. And I, I thought that, and then I really, really realized it whenever AEW came along. That it just seems like they have about eight to ten moves that they're all allowed to do, plus their finisher and their one signature move. So they all have about ten to twelve moves that they're allowed to do, and <laughs> well, like and like that's it. They here's, have a couple. Well, moves, here's the thing: it's just it feels like there's a formula to every match. I res- I respect that in a way where Randy does the DDT from the ropes. Randy Orton does the RKO. Um, uh, you know, Drew McIntyre does whatever he does. Uh, it's Claymore King. Uh, Baron Corbin does the thing where he runs out of the runs out of the ropes, runs back to the ropes, and clotheslines you. You know, like yeah, there's His guys. Signature move, yeah. Yeah, what I'm saying is like, so when you watch, like, let's go into we already talked. Raw sucks. Okay, sucks. They're the lowest of the low. So now let's go into AEW Wednesday nights. AEW everyone does everything, so nothing special. They, everyone does stunners. Everyone does cutters. Everyone does super kicks. It's not special to me. But you got to remember that's that's a different that's a different wrestling world. So the ones that were special moves in WWE, to them they do, and I will say they do some of them too much. The super kicks are too much. The suicide dives are too much. I wish they would tone it down to keep them a little more special. But in their brand, those are regular moves. They're not signature moves. They're not finishing moves. They're just regular moves. It's part of their regular move set. But so, it's a regular move set because they saw Randy Orton do the uh, they saw Diamond Dallas Page do the Diamond Cutter. They see Randy Orton do the RKO. So they're like, oh, let me try this on my trampoline. Now everyone does the cutter. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Yep. And it's not. It diminish it diminishes their product. It looks horrible when they do it. When I see everyone do a cutter, everyone do a cutter. But again, in your eyes, that's that's a finisher. That's the RKO. Okay, not, let's put it this way, right? But again, I will say they do do those moves. Some of them they do a little too much. Way now. too much. They'll do a cutter into a powerbomb, into a DDT, into a bulldog, into a fucking lariat, discate lariat, and the guy kicks out a one. Yeah. It's ridiculous what AEW is doing. Now, don't get me wrong. If I was a fresh eye into the business and I was a young ch- child, like 13 years old, I would gravitate to AEW because they're high flying, they're action packed. But how long can this happen? These matches, every match is a fucking five star match. You know, um, I, I just I just listened to a podcast today. I didn't watch AEW, but I just listened to a podcast today where Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, mm-hmm. which spoiler, he fucks over the. Sorry, I'm gonna tell you right now. He fucks over um, the the wannabe Shawn Michaels guys, uh, the Young Bucks. Yep. The Good Brothers come out and are three. That's the, the the Bullet Club. They fight some Brian Pillman Jr. and some other guys. They go fucking fifteen minutes. Yeah, are you serious? Like, so they have to make these guys look special? No, you're Kenny Omega. Squash them. Beat the fuck out of them. I noticed they don't do a ton of squash matches. They they very very limit their so squash matches. You, they'll put. Let's just say for example, I know they didn't do this yet. Maybe they have because I don't really watch them that much. They'll put a Lance Archer. Right. Let's just say Lance Archer. Okay. And let's say on the other side, Jungle Boy. That match will go twelve minutes. 
Lance Archer should kill him. Should, yeah. But they have to make the little guy look good. They make him run around, get a few moves. For example, in. I know exactly what happens with Darby Allen when tonight I already like I heard the podcast. Brian Cage is a fucking machine. He's a monster. He's a big dude. Darby Allen's 120 pounds soaking wet. Yep. He should squash him. Should. If he can catch him. Maybe he just couldn't catch him. He's, no, no. He's too big and muscly. That's not, that's not what happens. Well, don't tell me. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Don't ruin that one. I mean, I already know I already know who wins the match, but I don't know how. I'm probably going to watch that probably tomorrow or Sunday before the NFL playoffs come on. Yeah. But we got it. So, okay. So, AW, we both agree. Chronic crazy. But it it's, it's better than Raw. Let me let me put it this way: in my honest opinion of AEW, because I know I know I always you know put them over more in WWE, and part of that's just to give you shit. But real talk, right? This is real talk wrestling. Somebody say real talk about it right now. They do. I, I think they've they've got a lot of green wrestlers, a lot of newer guys, and I think for a lot of them, this is the first time that they've had as big of a stage in America. And I think sometimes they're all trying to show off a little bit. Like, look what I, you know, look what I can do out here. Especially mm-hmm. some of the guys that are just leaving WWE. Look what I was not allowed to do. And I feel like I'm, I'm hoping, this is just a gut feeling, that maybe after a while they're going to kind of say, okay, we're really, you know, doing it's very spot heavy, as you pointed out, it is. Uh-huh. And I'm hoping that they kind of settle in and say, okay, you know what? Like, we did that. We kind of got it out of our system. Like it's been a year. Let's let's settle it. Yeah, they're one year. How long has WWE been around by comparison? I understand they're still that. in their infancy, you know. Like, and you, they're still bringing guys in because a lot of the guys that were there in the very beginning, there's already a lot of them that are new and different from you know some of the first few shows. Yeah, there's a couple of those big names, the Kenny Omega, the John. Well, John Moxley wasn't even there in the beginning, the very very beginning. Um, you know, your Chris Jericho's, those guys are there. But there's a lot of other people that like that aren't there that were there in the beginning. And so I think that's what they need to do. And I, I even heard from, I think, it, I want to say it was Chris Jericho, that he was really upset that some of the guys were just flying around, especially in their tag matches. One of the biggest pet peeves I have about their tag matches is nobody tags. Yeah. One guy would just at some time just walk in and, like, they're just like, yeah, that's fine. He's now the, the guy that's in. I'm like, it's a tag match. There's just a tag. Yeah. And, and they've gotten a lot better at that. And I think that's also part of what I like about their product is getting to watch them grow because I feel like in one year, I've already seen a lot of growth with them. They still have a lot to do, but I've seen from what they were when the show started a year ago to where they are now, a little over a year ago, I've seen a lot of growth in the show. And I agree with that. There's the growth of Orange Chastity. I mean, I give you a lot of shit about him, but he's yep. growing on me as a wrestler because they're letting him wrestle. Yep. The whole gimmick of him coming in, doing his lazy kicks and his lazy sweet chin music. Like, hey, he's the that, King of Sloth style. But that works once a yeah, month. Yeah, you don't like, want to overdo it. But he did it every, every fucking week. Well, that, that's been his thing forever. I don't know if you've ever went back and yeah, watched Yeah, I, I watch his old stuff. I watch his stuff on YouTube, and that's yeah. always been his thing. But the thing with, like, um, I don't know, just... The Dark Order, they just look like clowns, you know? They just... They looked really bad at the end of last year. I know that's when you were going off, but everybody thought they looked so bad at the end of last year. They They were the ones closing out the year for AEW, and that was such an embarrassing moment for them. That one guy, I don't even know who that was, that was just straight missing on the punches. If they can just get Adam Hangman Page and, like, Actually, he joins. That'd be super cool because I, I think like you said, he's a lost soul right now. He has nowhere to go. Yeah, but I kind of like that with his character. He's a mystery. He's a question mark. We don't yeah. know where he's going to end up. Um, I mean that product is good. AEW is probably the best out of all. NXT right now, you don't watch it. 
it's a lot of like Finn Balor's a champ. They're waiting on you know this other guy to come back, Carrying Cross, because Carrying Cross won the title, beat the shit out of Balor, got hurt, Balor got the title back. You know, Adam Cole, he's like in no man's land. Like he's never gonna. If Adam Cole gets called up, he's squashed. Yeah, and that's that's Done. one of my biggest problems with WWE right there. These guys get built up in NXT, and I used to watch NXT, and this is that's kind of why I stopped because I'd watch it. I'd follow the characters. I'd be like, man, I really love these characters. I'm like, I'm happy for them to see them move on, get promoted, which we now all call a demotion. Demoted, you get demoted yep. to the main roster. Yep. And then it's like they just go away and they disappear because it's not Goldberg and it's not you know, Roman Reigns. Well, they it's get not mad. one of like five people, so they just get squashed. Yeah. And, and that's one of the biggest things. I finally, it took me a little while to get over the low production value of NXT, but... That was the the one thing that really made me stop watching. I'm like, I keep getting invested in these characters, and then they go to the main roster, and then they're just they're done. That's right. it. Yeah. So okay. So summary is AEW good. At least mm-hmm. they're trying, I, and they've got room for improvement. But I I always grade them on a scale of they've only been around for yeah. a year. WWE not trying, not good. But we're here to talk about it all. Like, yeah. I know you're. I mean, I don't know what you're going to do. The whole goal of the show was to get together once a week. We still got to get a schedule going. Talk about the AEW show. We're going to review AEW. Yes, a lot. It's going to be AEW heavy. Let's say that. Yes, but we will also touch on other major things that happen in wrestling, as in, like, we'll do a Royal Rumble prediction show, maybe. Not show, but, like, we'll just do it in the show. Shot in the dark for me. <laughs> I know. We'll do a preview of all the pay-per-views. Or mm-hmm. We'll try. And uh, <laughs> we're just going to be here once a week. That's yep. what I'm going to tell you. Once a week, wrestling, podcast. Real Talk Wrestling. Yep. What are we here for? You give it to you straight. Uh, follow us on Instagram at RT Wrestling Pod. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Twitter. Where can you find us on Twitter, Chris? Do you know that? I'm, I'm looking. I'm not a big Twitter guy, you know, so I got to even look up my own <laughs> handle. I just, you had me make it the other day, so I don't even know my own handle. I yet. might need access to that one. I'll tell you that right now. What, to mine? <laughs> you probably do. Okay, it's at RTW Chris. There we go. RTW Chris. Follow him at RTW Chris. You can follow me at Josh Kimmel OUS. Uh, follow us all on the Say It Again Network. You know, just click on the Say It Again Network um, Twitter. You'll find every podcast there. Every single one. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up? No, I'm just, like I said, I'm really excited. We finally got together to do this. I'm looking forward to doing a bunch more episodes with you. Yeah, man. Uh, so keep it up. Keep us up on the socials and look out for us later. We are out, man. Later. See you.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Feeling stuck in your current job? Looking for a career pivot? Are you a proven leader looking to step up? The University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business prepares students to meet challenges, solve problems, and obtain a profound understanding of how to operate in the modern economy. With MBA and MS programs offering flexible options to fit your lifestyle and goals. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more today at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired. Fearless. Unstoppable.